Welcome to the Living the Abundant Life podcast with Rob and Sarah Betts. Living the Abundant Life is a weekly podcast designed to help others learn to live in abundance. And now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Living the Abundant Life with Rob and Sarah. So glad that you're following us along on this journey. Uh, last few weeks, we've been talking about a view from the mountaintop. And I think for me, and I honestly, I think we've talked about this before for both of us, this is one subject in particular where the Lord has really worked in our lives to help us to understand who we are in Christ. Because right. that 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 place of victory is valuable for us to know what Jesus did for us exactly in who we are as a born-again believer. Absolutely. Well, grab your Bible and let's get in the Word together today. Let's pray and get started. Okay. All right. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We love you. We thank you that this will be our best year yet. We thank you, Lord, that we'll have more understanding of your word this year than we have in the past, that we'll be able to walk out the plans that you have for us, Lord, in a greater measure, Lord, that we'll walk closer to you uh, and draw near to you as you draw near to us this year in a greater measure. We love you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been looking at 2 Corinthians 5.17 and kind of mm-hmm. let's get started with that again. That's our our scripture for this view from the mountaintop. Um, like Rob said, it's so valuable in your Christian walk to see yourself differently, to see yourself how God sees you. And so this is how God sees you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as a Savior, he is a new creature, reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings new life. We're new in him. Amen. You know, uh, we started off talking about how oftentimes people struggle with, you know, just who they are in Christ. Right. And because of their past, their, you know, maybe it's it's things that you've caused, problems mm-hmm. that you've caused. Maybe it's through no fault of your own. Uh, even our own, uh, our upbringing. And one of the right. things that I wrote uh, in my book, Abundance, uh, which I, I'd encourage you, if you're interested in trying to find out more about God's provision, get our book, Abundance, 10 Bible Proofs of God's Provision. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, we'll put the information up on the screen. But in the introduction, I talk about how I felt like I broke out of some modern-day caste system and that I belonged now to a class that I was never intended to be a part of. I came from a place with a, uh, a lot of poverty in, in the area, uh, a lot of difficulties, a lot of struggle. My parents were hard workers, blue-collar workers. Mom was a cake decorator. Dad was an iron worker. And when money was good, anybody who knows anything about you know construction, if work is good, money is good. Mm-hmm. But then there are times when it's not. And so I identified with this struggle in my life that those thoughts and those weights and the ideas that I had about myself as a young man, even breaking out of that, attending, uh, attending college and doing things that people in my community didn't do that often. You know, in my family, I was mm-hmm. one of the first to attend college and uh, I, I would find myself still later born again, working in a job 
that was a, a really good job. I was in a really high-level government position at a time. But I can remember being in a boardroom one time and looking around the room, and I'm wearing a suit and a tie, and I'm giving a presentation, and all these people in this room are executives or doctors, and I felt like I didn't belong. And it had to do with me not understanding that every area of my life God wants to touch and has made different than it was before. That's right. It doesn't matter where we came from. You know, some of us came from parents that, you know, took us to church every week and poured poured faith into us. Um, We were, maybe did have an abundance. Some people came from lack. Some people came from an abusive home. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can't you know, wherever you came from, you didn't have any part to play in that. But what you do have a part to play in is your future and seeing yourself how God sees you. And even though past circumstances might have dictated where that took you, where you started off from, it's not the end of the story. Well, and it comes as a result, too, of, you know, uh, saying it is one thing. Living it is something entirely mm-hmm. different. I think that's why the Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it says... Let us lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets us. I think it's, I've always thought it was interesting that it doesn't just say sin. Mm-hmm. Because anybody who knows anything about serving God and being in the family of God knows that you just ought to lay sin aside. Mm-hmm. And they know that how detrimental sin can be in our lives. But we don't think about weights. And what are weights for us? Oh, boy, they can be lots of things. You know, sometimes I know as women, we might load ourselves down with lots of tasks. You know, can you do this? Sure, I can do it. Can you be the room mom? Yep, I can be the room mom. Can you uh, work at church in the nursery? Yep, I can do that. And you end up weighing yourself down with, with even good things that maybe God didn't call you to do. And it's a good time at a new year to reevaluate, you know, what, God, what have you called me to do? What in my life is weighing me down and causing me uh, some of those things maybe I can let go? It can be extra collateral things in your life. It can be thoughts about who you are or where you came from. Uh, it's like dogs like biting at your heels as your uh, the scripture talks about, you know, in Hebrews, let us run our race with patience. It's as if you're running a race and you've got these dogs or these hounds of our past that are nipping at our heels. They're like weights meant to hold us back, mm-hmm. to get a hold of us. Right. We have been, uh, if we've been seated, what the scripture tells us, in heavenly places in Christ, mm-hmm. we've been made new. We've been put in a position of victory, but that doesn't mean that the dogs quit barking. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the hounds quit chasing. But we're in the front, not the back. We're not trying to get past all of those things as if they are in front of us and they're fighting to keep us from obtaining victory. As far as the mind of God, we have victory. Mm -hmm. We've been given that. Mm -hmm. So we're ahead of those things and they're trying to pull us back or hold us back. And that's why uh, I believe in Hebrews that it says lay aside weights and sins because weights are heavy things that hold us back. We can't go as far. uh, We can't go as long Mm -hmm. if we're carrying weights. We're tired. Right. We don't feel like, you know, I've been in a time in my life where, you know, when you do have small children at home, you have a home you're caring for, you're busy at school trying to help with things at the school and and busy at church and, and any number of things. And 
it gets to be where you're too tired to do the things you're really supposed to do. You know, at night, right. maybe your kids are like, hey, can we read a story? I can't. <laughs> I'm too tired tonight. <laughs> you know, the things that we, we need to make time for our Bible study, time in the Word, so that we feel that refreshing and renewing. Sometimes we can be so busy that we put the most important things at the bottom of the list. Right. And so it's a great time at a start of a new year to evaluate those things and say, God, what have you really uh, called me to do and what in this is a weight that I need to maybe throw off? And those things, because God, uh, as I said a while ago, wants to touch every area of our life, Oftentimes, the things that we see within the church, within the, and when I'm talking about the church, I don't mean a specific body of believers, but the ecclesia as a whole, like the, mm -hmm. the, the entirety of the church family. When you see things in the body of Christ that look like the world, where it's creeped in, oftentimes it's because of these weights and these mm -hmm. things that we allow to attach themselves to us to hold us back from all of these areas that God wants to touch in our right. lives. That when I read a number of years ago a, um, a statistic uh, from Barna Institute that said that the uh, ratio of divorce in marriages in the church was the exact same as the ratio in the world. And those kind of things shouldn't be. Now, you know, mm -hmm. there's no condemnation. If you've, if you've gone through divorce and you went through those struggles, I'm certainly not judging you for that. But what I am saying is whatever relationship you're in now, or if we look back at other relationships, we can see that they would have been vastly improved if we would have given them the attention that they need, recognize that God wanted to work in those areas of our lives. All of those areas would be improved. We'd be better off by allowing God to work in those areas because sometimes these weights end up taking the place of our relationship with our children, right. our relationship with our spouse, right. our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. The reason that God wants us to get rid of all of these things, the wrong ideas about ourselves or other mm -hmm. people, the, the, you know, thinking that, or seeing ourselves, our, our self-worth, oftentimes people see their value in what they can do, right, their job. Right, that to-do list, checkmarking those yeah. to-do lists. But some of those things on that list, what if we just took them <laughs> off the list for a while right. and we said, hey, I'm going to focus on the things that matter, the, the wife and the children that, that God has given me the ministry that he's called me to. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're called to be a, a good businessman, what if I put more time in uh, in that business to do some things? Or what if I put in less because it's becoming a weight now? Mm -hmm. And we find this clear indication in Scripture that there's this balance. Right. When, when, when 2 Corinthians 5.17 said that we are new, mm -hmm. that's when, when you got born again, that's when you started fresh. And now God wants every area of our lives to be different than they were before he was there. All improved. Everything, right. Uh, and he wants abundance in every area of our life because abundance means we can pour into someone else. We're not always deficient in areas right. and needing help, but we can pour in and help. That's what the body of Christ should be doing. So let's look at Hebrews 12. I know we've, we've mentioned it, but I just love how the Amplified... Um, 
puts this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance. Amen. And that part's so important. That endurance, you know, if you are so weighed down, <laughs> you might start out like you're running. I remember whenever I was... Um, I had signed up to run track for some reason, which I don't like to run at all. Um, whenever I was in seventh grade, you could you could run with a high schooler, so I thought that was super cool. So after school, you know, we went to the track, and then you were supposed to like try out some different events. And so, boy, I started out so fast because I was okay as a, a sprinter, believe it or not. But of course, those high school girls were way ahead of me, and I like you know puttered out after like the hundred meter dash, and so then I could barely you know make it around, and so from that day forward, I dreaded going to track practice. In fact, when my mom would come to track meets, I would like hide, and she'd be like, "Did you already have your event?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's uh, you know, already did it." Um, so track was not my you know <laughs> not my strength, but. You know, we have to have endurance, and in order to do that, we have to build up strength. And part of that comes from getting in the Word every day, mm-hmm. spending time in, in the presence of the Lord. And for, you know, if, if anything else, if you say to yourself, I just don't have time to do that, then there's something that needs to go. <laughs> if we don't have time for the Word of God in our life, because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If we're building faith, it comes from God's Word because you can't have faith apart from the Word of God. So if, if we say we don't have time to get in the Word, something, some weight, some sin has, as, as the author of Hebrews said, beset us. It's holding us back. So I think for us to evaluate when you come into a new year, what may be holding me back? Mm-hmm. What is there that I need to let go of? Am I doing too much of this thing? Am I neglecting this other thing? Right. Whatever we pay attention to, whatever you give attention to, will flourish. Mm -hmm. And what you said about living out of our abundance or our overflow, Mm -hmm. um, I heard a minister say that one time. He said that you should always minister to others out of the overflow. There's no depletion there. If you're giving people out of... Uh, less than an abundance, more than enough to overflow out of you, well, then you're being depleted. And that's a lot of times where in ministry and just Mm -hmm. in our lives in general Mm -hmm. that we feel tired or wore out and we just don't want to go on anymore. It's because we haven't been ministering out of an overflow. But if you keep filling yourself up, taking time for the Word of God, laying aside, and it's a series of tweaks as you mm-hmm. go along the way, right. uh, you're in this place of victory. Something mm-hmm. attaches itself to you, and you say, "Nope, nope, I'm going to shake that off. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I'm not going to run one more second with right. that." I remember our nephew uh, a number of years ago. If you remember this, he was running, <laughs> and his favorite. shoe, well, his shoe came untied <laughs> as he was running in a race here locally. I think it was like a 5K. He was just mm-hmm. a little guy then, and. Uh, He's running the race. Well, his shoe came untied, but he was way ahead. And he Mm -hmm. knew that if he stopped to tie that shoe that he was going to get behind, that dude kicked off his shoe to Mm -hmm. his parents as he was running by. He just kicked it off and ran the rest of the race 
barefoot on, on right. that foot right. because he was laying aside something that yeah. was going to hinder him right. in his progress. Sometimes you just need to kick it off and say, <laughs> you know what? This thing's holding me back. Right. I'm ready to move forward. Right. And so I think this year, I want to encourage you. We, we, we just want you to evaluate in your life. What are some things mm -hmm. that you've got in your life that you need to shake off so that you can move forward living right. in this mountaintop experience that God mm -hmm. has for us. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Well, we better stop there. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to pray with you today before we, before we go, but we want you to uh, take some time this week before we come back together. Look at your life and say, what is it that maybe is, mm -hmm. is hindering my progress in walking in the fullness of what God has for us? Would you pray for us? Sure. Father, we love you. We just thank you for your word. It's life. It's health. Lord, it renews our mind. It just helps us to focus on the most important things. We thank you that we are growing every day in your word. And we just love you and thank you for every person listening, Lord, that you're working in their life this year. This is our best year yet. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, guys, God bless you. We love you. Until next time, keep living the abundant life. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.